0: This is a Squeeze podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Simone Yaris.
1: And I'm Kate Watson. It's Friday the 30th of July. In your Squiz today, an Olympic COVID scare for the Aussies, making lockdowns a thing of the past, AI the inventor, and where to survive the apocalypse. This is your Squiz today. We've been holding our breath since the Olympic Games began, Kate, wondering if Aussie athletes would be caught up in any COVID scares, and yesterday it happened.
0: It did happen, but we can breathe out, Simone. It looks like all of our athletics team will be able to compete. What happened was they were doing some training at the athletics venue when the news was given to them that American pole vaulter Sam Kendricks, who was also there, had tested positive. The athletes were promptly sent back to their rooms. They were tested. But with all those results coming back negative, it looks like, it just looks like at the moment that we're in the clear breathe
1: out is right there are two aussie pole vaulters who are considered close contacts so they're still isolating but if further tests come back negative they'll be cleared to compete let's leave that though and turn our attention to one aussie gold medal that was a long time coming just fox
0: Jess Fox, I must say, I had a tear in my eye watching this one. I'm sure a lot of people did. Jess Fox (laughs) is a canoeist, not a sport we see a whole lot of in the mainstream, but Fox and her Olympic success has really made it a must-see event for Australians. She took out the silver in the K1 event at London in 2012, the bronze in that event at Rio in 2016, and then just a few days ago got another bronze in that event. So the gold medal really has eluded her. So, yesterday when she won the C1 event, it really was a moment of the Games, a moment nine years in the making. Especially special for her, Simone, because this is the first time women have had the chance to compete in that event, something Jess herself has been a big champion for.
1: Yeah, it's a whole family affair for Jess. Her mum is her coach. Her dad commentated the race. I don't know how he managed to do that. (laughs) They were both world-class canoeists who never managed a gold medal, so a big day for the Fox Clan. Other medals yesterday included a... A gold for Zach Stubblety Cook in the 200 metre breaststroke, a silver for Carl Chalmers in the 100 metre freestyle, and a bronze for our women's 4x200 metre relay team. As it stands, Australia is in fifth place on the medal tally with eight gold, two silver, and 10 bronze medals back home in New South Wales reported 239 new COVID cases yesterday, the highest daily number of COVID cases since the start of the pandemic. What that meant is new restrictions for eight local government areas of greatest concern. Things like not going further than five kilometres from your home and wearing masks outside. With numbers going up each day, the question is, Kate, why?
0: Yeah, why are the numbers going up? Premier Gladys Berejiklian was asked that yesterday. She basically said it's due to people not complying with the rules. So to counter that, police presence has been ramped up and the Defence Force has been brought in to help. Keep in mind that Gladys Berejiklian and also Prime Minister Scott Morrison have been very clear that the only thing that will get those in Greater Sydney out of lockdown is the lockdown working. That means it getting close to zero the number of people infectious in the community. That was in the 60s yesterday, so plenty of work to do on that front. She also couldn't stress enough to go and get vaccinated. In New South Wales, AstraZeneca is now available to anyone over the age of 18, Pfizer for those between 40 and 59, and also Pfizer for other reasons such if you work in jobs considered high risk if you're pregnant or if you have underlying health conditions.
1: Yeah, lots of encouragement to get vaccinated. Also, National Cabinet meets today and they'll be talking about what our path out of lockdowns for good looks like. That all comes back to the point about getting vaccinated.
0: That's right. But the PM said this week not to expect a number to be put against that today. So there won't be a get X number of Aussies vaccinated and no more lockdown sort of statement from National Cabinet just yet. He said it's the first time it's been discussed. So it's going to take a bit to settle. What's becoming very clear, though, is if you aren't vaccinated going overseas is going to become more tricky. Qantas confirmed yesterday it will roll out a digital health pass for international flights. So that means passengers must prove they've been vaccinated against COVID-19 or they've had a negative test result before their flight.
1: It'll also check your health information and match it up against the specific entry requirements of the country you're traveling to. So big changes to travel in a COVID world. Sean turnell is an Australian man who has long been an advisor of Myanmar's deposed leader Aung San Suu Kyi. He was jailed back in February, just days after that military coup saw her government overthrown. Now, photos of him have been released by state-run media in Myanmar.
0: And they show him receiving a COVID vaccine. His family have expressed a lot of concern for him since his arrest, but even more so now as Myanmar tackles a very real COVID problem. The country's recorded thousands of new COVID cases, hundreds of deaths in the past 24 hours. And the prison that Sean Turnell is in has been experiencing a COVID outbreak. So whilst those photos do provide some relief, still lots of concern for his well-being.
1: Yeah, the Australian government considers Turnell's detention to be arbitrary, which basically means there's been no proper process for his arrest and detention, and it has repeatedly called for him to be released. To a slightly quirky one now, Kate, and patent officials in South Africa have become the first in the world to award a patent that names an artificial intelligence as the inventor of a product. Over to you on this one. (laughs)
0: Yeah, this one took me a bit to understand. Let's start with the product and what it is. It's interlocking food containers that are easy for robots to grasp and stack. So like super convenient Tupperware is how I'm imagining it. Sounds like a really good invention. And according to intellectual property people in South Africa, a machine invented it. It's a world first to call a machine or AI an inventor. And it's a big win for one guy specifically. Professor Abbott is his name. He's a real person person, Simone. He argues that denying the creative potential of machines could risk investment and innovation in artificial intelligence. He sums his argument up best, Simone, when he says AI can, for example, look through a billion possible drugs to find one that treats a target. And that's something that's able to be patented.
1: Not everyone is convinced though, Kate. The European Patent Office and others have previously rejected applications to have AI listed as an inventor. They say only humans can be inventors. It's a brave new world. All right, Kate, keeping the quirky going because it's Friday, why not? There's a study out that, bear with us, has looked into places in the world best suited to survive a global collapse of society.
0: Yeah, it's a bit dark, this one. It's kind of topical though, I guess, given all we're going through. So the findings are that New Zealand, Iceland, the UK, Tasmania and Ireland are the best places to head to if you want to survive the collapse of society. To explain, the study based their research on the resilience of these places to withstand things like a severe financial crisis, a climate crisis or... God help us another pandemic, a worse pandemic than this one. (laughs) What the study did was rank countries according to their ability to grow food for their population to protect their borders from mass migration and to maintain an electrical grid and some manufacturing ability. Turns out islands in temperate regions and mostly with low population densities come out on top, Simone.
1: Yeah, it's a very glass-half-empty way to look at the world and our civilization. (laughs) But if you're in the business of buying a bunker somewhere in preparation for an apocalypse, you know where to look. Squeeze the day, Kate. We'll leave it to the Tokyo Sprint, which we'll play after the podcast and each day over the weekend. It'll take you through all the Aussies in action at the Olympics today.
0: Yeah, there's not much else in my diary for the weekend except the Olympics, so make sure you listen to the Tokyo Sprint. It'll, it'll get you up to speed on everything. Yeah, it sure will. And today we'll finish
1: with a recipe, I think, Kate. It's a hot ginger and spiced rye cake with pear.
0: Yeah, I know ginger can be a little polarising. I know some people who are listening to this podcast who really can't stand ginger, but this one had me at hot because that means you can serve it with ice cream, I guess, Simone.
1: Yeah, ice cream or cream or like a pudding with ginger sauce. The options are endless. I cooked it last weekend and let me tell you, I absolutely loved it. I'll pop a link to that recipe in your episode notes. It's also in Friday Lights, which is a section of our Squiz Today email. Be sure to check that out. That's all from us. Have a good weekend and we'll be back on Monday. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Superb.